Bing. We are now recording. Hi, welcome back to episode five. This is Nick. I'm JD. This is the Dude Cast. Um, so yeah, we were kind of talking off camera um, about, um, you know, YouTube and creation and, and being a creative individual and kind of how things have changed over the past 10 years. YouTube is so huge now. And I mean, it was already big 10 years ago, but just pe- people's perception of it now is so different than it used to be. Like, I remember looking at it going like, this is going to be huge. This is the next biggest thing. Like people are going to be able to make like an actual living and a brand out of themselves or their store or their whatever it is. And like, I saw it coming and I tried, but I've never really been able to, to really get it going. Yeah. You know? And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's because of like my personality. Like I don't translate onto camera. Well, maybe I'm too ugly. Maybe I just haven't found the right bent. Like I haven't figured out exactly the right pitch to come in at yet. Or maybe I'm just not that good. You know, you know, all those things, they're all distinct possibilities. I I think, I think there's a couple things. Number one, like, you know, and I'll kind of go in sequence, try to go in sequence of how you sort of phrase things. Number one, I think it is totally viable to have a career on YouTube and make money on YouTube. I think that's a viable thing that, that people can do now. You could, you can aspire to do that and work to do that. You know, uh, the thing is, I think at this juncture though, is that you either have to be what kind of uh, addresses some of the other stuff is you either have to be that personality that shines that you're built for TV. You're the, you know, the Brad Pitt, the, you know, sure. Whatever personality is going to shine through and translate. Well, not everybody can be a movie star. I mean, exactly. top tier movie stars. We've got guys that slog it out as journeymen that, you know, and we've got guys that, you know, extras. Yeah. So, I mean, there's the, the whole gambit there yeah. and, and they all make a living. And then yeah. there's people that can't even break into can that. never get into it. Yeah. YouTube's the same thing. Absolutely. So you're going to have your top tier guys. You're going to have your journeymen. You're going to have people that, you know, are just kind of there and you're going to have everybody else. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's kind of it. And the other part of it is too, is that if you have money, you can probably accelerate a lot of those things. So sometimes, yeah. If you have the money to get your face out there, it's, you know, like old school music, you know, for sure. Pay for marketing. An A&R guy comes around, sees you at a shitty club you're okay at music. You got some personality. We just need to get you in front of eyes. And then they pump a whole bunch of money into yep. you. You get in front of a bunch of eyes and then people embrace you. Yeah. Because again, you still have to have that, that enough charisma yeah, to pull that for off. Sure. You can't be, you know, a shoegazer band necessarily. Yeah. And, well, they uh, had their time. They, they had their time. They definitely yeah. did. You know, it's, there's a reason it's a term. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, so again, I was, I was saying off camera, we were talking and I alluded a little bit in the last podcast. I'm kind of like, you know, I'm at the precipice, I would say, of a major change or shift. Um, I put out a tweet, I think three days ago or a week ago or whatever, where I was thinking like, you know, so for those of you that don't know, and I don't know who you would be that are watching that. Well, there, there are people, there's gotta be people that watch the podcast or listen to the podcast that don't know about our other channels anyway. So my other channel that I have on YouTube is called Samurai fingers and it's, I've had it for about 10 years and Primarily, I was doing or am have been doing like music reviews, um, gear reviews, guitar playing lessons, other guitar and music related stuff. 
And I've been plugging away at it for a, a good long while. And I've just never been able to get past like this 2000 subscriber mark. And I've never, there was a time actually where I was monetized, but of course with the monetization cliff that happened, was it last year? I guess it was, or was yeah. it 2017? It was 2018. Yeah. Um, they took that away. So I'm no longer making any money from the channel at all. And I mean, I only ever made like a few hundred bucks. So like, it wasn't a thing that I'm, you know, like I'm not missing a whole lot, but it really kind of helped me put into focus where last year I was like, okay, I'm really going to do it. I'm going to get my, my subscriber up. I'm going to get my, my hours up. And like, I'm really going to push. And I, I went through seven or eight months where I was like putting out two, three pieces of content every week. And like, it was like just spinning my wheels, like nothing was happening. I wasn't like, you know, with a few exceptions of people that I know here in town and a few, you know, other people kind of around the world that have kind of stuck with me and watched content as I put it out. But for the most part, just nothing, no traction, like the algorithm doesn't like me or people don't like me or whatever it is. So I'm kind of getting to that point now where I'm like, okay, you know, I have to kind of face the facts and it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Because obviously what I've been doing hasn't worked, right? So do I shift completely into, a, in a, in a, into an entirely new project and an entirely new channel and just shut down the Samurai Fingers thing? Or do I just kind of keep it and let it stew and occasionally put out stuff? Because I still am working on like a guitar build project right now. Like I, I do plan on um, seeing that out. Um, or do I just kind of shift gears in that channel, rebrand it under my name, and start putting out my new content because I have this I have this thing in the back of my mind. I'm still kind of stewing about it and I'm trying to figure out exactly what what path to take with it. But I'm like, okay, well, could I could I just do that on the current channel? But I think then that would alienate that audience that's already there, you know, and they're not gonna like that. And that's fine. But I'm thinking it would probably be better just to have a whole new a whole new channel. It, it would down. come down to how much traffic you're really kind of getting with what you have now. Mm. So, I mean, if you are, you know, if your videos are, you know, three, four, five years old and they're generating, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of views yeah. on a monthly basis, you know, and, and it continues to do that, you know, maybe just leave it as is and go on to, to a new thing because there is definitely some life to it. Mm-hmm. And you probably don't want to divert too, too far. Yeah, that that would be probably my my advice there, or if it's completely flatlined and you get you know a couple hundred views, you know a month or less than a thousand. Yeah, it's not really going to matter. Yeah, exactly. You know? I think uh, for the most part, I was just looking at my. But uh, but the name I think is is the important thing. I I personally I, I saw the tweet. I, I like the name. I like the brand. I think it's 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 well put together. To me, it's it's time to shelf it. Like you, you shelf it. If you put out a music thing and you want to throw it up there, great. Yeah, you know that's that's fine. I mean, I, I have another channel that's actually branded off my photography. I just shelved it because it wasn't going anywhere and I wasn't producing enough photography stuff. I didn't shut it down completely. I just right. kind of it's there. It still gets subscribers. It still mm-hmm. gets the odd views. And but I yeah. move stuff over to my monetized channel because it's more advantageous for me. Of course, yeah. To get the views there because then I get paid at the yeah. end of the day. And I think I I think that's probably where I'm going with it. Like because I still do. You know, it generates anywhere from. Um, I think the average is about twenty five thousand views a month yeah. right now. But you know that's not anywhere near enough to actually reach that monetization threshold, but there's still value that it's providing that some of those videos, it's getting close. 
Um, but again, some of those videos are only like two minutes long, you know, and there's like little things. So it's like time, the, the views are there, but the, the time isn't, isn't necessarily because yeah. a lot of those, especially early videos when I was doing lesson stuff, it's like, here's 30 seconds of here's a cool lick or a minute and a half. Here's a cool lick and then pull it apart, you know, whatever. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's going to get shelved and I think I'm going to do an entirely new and, and the thing is with that is even when you shelf it, you know, it's still active. So yeah. at some point I could pick you, it back up. you get your email and you know, something has blown up and then it's, it's launched itself again. And then it might be time to jump back in. Yeah. You know, that's, I think with, you know, if you're an individual creative and you have a lot of flexibility like myself, I do different things. I do a right. plethora of things and I do what I want to do kind of when I want to do it. And, you know, when I, when I get bored of something, I'll, I'll, I'll move away from it. Right. Or if I get frustrated with something, I'll move into something different. You know, it's always good to kind of like go through that. Like, I mean, most people don't spend their entire career in their life working at one job anymore for right. one person and one company. It's not, you know, the 1950s anymore yeah. where you go, I'm done high school. I'll go to the factory and I'll get a job and I will work from sweeping the floors up to being the CEO. And that is the span of my career. That yeah. it doesn't exist. It doesn't anymore. happen anymore. No, no, absolutely not. And I think there's, there's, there's a point, there's a really cool, uh, interesting story um, from the beginning days of Apple when Steve Jobs and his development team went to take a meeting with uh, Xerox and uh, Xerox showed them this, this cool new thing called a graphic user interface that you could use a, this new device called a mouse to select things on this little LCD screen on the photocopier um, to, you know, s select your copy size yeah. and whatever else. And they left there and Steve Jobs basically said to his team, we have to buy that technology and we have to implement it into our new computers. And this was at the height of the Apple II when it was doing fantastically well. They were in the middle of producing or getting ready to launch the Lisa, if, if you yeah. remember that thing, which was a complete flop and they ended up killing it. But um, they were in that process and they're like, well, we've already put all this time and money and whatever else into this Lisa project. And he's like, it, it, it doesn't matter. This is the future. And they're like, Steve, this is going to blow up the entire company. And he said, it's, it's better that we should blow up the company then our competition blows it up for us. And then that decision led to the Mac. Yeah. You know, so it's these, I mean, not that I'm saying like I'm a Steve Jobs, but you know, there's a lesson to be learned there. Absolutely. You know, you have to learn when the time, you have to learn to look at things and kind of go, okay, well that, that thing's time is done. Right. Or my time doing this thing is done. And I, and I talk to people out there too, in terms of like your job, you know, I feel like 2019 is this year and maybe it's cause I'm turning 40, but I feel like 2019 is this year where I have to like face some realities and go, you know what? I really don't like my job. You know, I don't love my job. I shouldn't say I don't like it. I don't love it. I like it. It's okay. The benefits are good. The pay is decent. You know, I like the people I work with, you know, that kind of thing, but I don't love it. And I haven't loved it for a long time. And it's like, okay, now it's time. I need to figure something else out. And I need to, I need to blow up my business yeah. and figure out the next path. Cause if I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. And then I'm, and then I'm like, SOL, you know, cause nobody, nobody wants to, nobody wants to hang around and, and, you know, 
and or hire like a, you know, 60 year old that's like trying to start over like that ain't going to happen. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I feel like that's where I'm at and I got to, I got to, I, I don't know about that. You know, it, it's a, it's an interesting, you know, saying that somebody won't look at, at somebody that's 60 and you know, you hear that as you get older, people don't really want to look at you. I find most people that I interact in with, I yeah. mean, number one, don't realize how old I am. They think I'm like 30 something, which is, it's a, it's a huge compliment because yeah. I'm most definitely not <laughs> that Fair. young. Um, you know, but I, I think it's, it's all in your approach and your attitude and sure. how you are. And you know, it's, you know, your willingness to learn and, and do things. And I don't think age is, is an issue yeah. at, at all. Right? I suppose probably is if you're not doing like a physically demanding job, maybe is, yeah, is, I mean, is uh, if key, you want right? to, if you want to be a scaffolder tomorrow or a bricklayer, yeah, probably. Yeah, no, I'm not, not interested in that. not, not, not going to go that way you yeah. know, because you definitely have to have the physical attributes, you know, myself, like if I went to go slog scaffolding all day long, I'd be dead by Thursday. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's don't slog scaffold yeah. then, shall we? Um, yeah, I, I suppose you're right. It, 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 it's not that the the older you get, the less people are going to look at look at you. And I feel like I think the older you get, the more life experience you have, and the more valuable your brain is. So your uh, movement through a corporate ladder, if you call it that, or if you want to look at it that way, should be to continue moving up. But to your point earlier, those sorts of things aren't happening anymore as we age and we're getting older and older as a, as a species, those CEOs, the managers, the lead managers, the directors, the VPs, they're staying in those positions longer and longer and longer. And there's only one of those position and there's like five or six or 10 people that are jockeying for it yeah. as well. You know? So I think ultimately part of what I'm, what I'm learning as well, because I've been going through a lot of self-reflection over the past couple weeks, couple months, um, is that I'm not really cut out for that corporate world. Like I really thought that that's kind of what I wanted to do. Like I was going to get in on the ground floor. Well, and that, work my that's way what up people and, are sold. I think. Right. But I, I, I felt like, you know, like it's my journey. I want to get to the top and I want to be a good, a great leader. I, I think and we're I sold out from an early age. I honestly believe that. I think that, you know, especially North American society. Yeah. Uh, and, and for those people listening, I, I don't sound very Scottish, but <laughs> I, I am Scottish and, and I lived in Europe for a long time. And, you know, e even coming here, you know, it's, it's a different way of life. I find that North America yeah. likes to work itself to death. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it, I don't know what it is. I don't know where it sort of came from. Maybe it's yeah. because that, you know, people, immigrated here came and they had nothing and they had to build everything so there's that you know you know sort of bread you've got to build 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 yeah. and uh you know it's it's interesting because i i think everybody is you know america is the place you you can have the dream you can start with nothing you can build whatever you want you know that's right that's, Something that's been the wild important. west, even or whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, move to America, all your dreams will come true. You right. Know? And, and and I don't think it's true, but you definitely sold it. Yeah. Hundred percent. And I don't think it's necessarily a healthy thing either. Yeah. That's you know, a, a lot of these people, and, and again, you know, Gary, we talk about Gary V a fair bit. Um, <laughs> but you know, one of his things is like he, you know, I sometimes question balance in that man's life. Sure. He loves what he does. No word word of word of a doubt that he yeah. loves what he does 
I, I would I would venture he's a workaholic, and I would venture it his that way. I would venture that his life family balance isn't very good. He probably has he doesn't talk about his family a ton, but I, my guess is that his you know his significant other is likely a very understanding individual and just kind of lets lets him do his thing, lets yeah. him run. But you know it'll be interesting because I, I wonder at what time that guy kind of burns out. Yeah, if and, ever, I don't know. You know. And, you know, he, he's probably just that unique individual that mm. can, can go like that. But I, I think sometimes, you know, his advice is, you know, work, you know, 15, 16, 18, 20 hours. A day. Right. No. Yeah. I don't know about that. Like, and, and this is, and this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, so I've really, really, truly come to realize that like the corporate life and, and moving up that ladder is not something that I want to do. Um, I still feel like I want to inspire people. Yeah. I feel like I would like I, that either from a leadership specific perspective or teaching people to lead, I think could be a really good thing for me. And I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to get there yet, but so a little bit about my background actually. So 20 years ago, yeah, 20 years ago, I went to school to be a teacher and I spent four years. I actually did a specialized four year, um, drama and education concurrent program. You could be prime minister. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think I haven't thought about it. But I spent, you know, that my entire undergraduate career learning how to mold and shape minds and how to teach and how to be an effective leader, essentially, from the front of the classroom. And, you know, we, because it was also, you know, drama was my focus. It's like, you know, you sit in circle and we we do role plays and, you know, whatever. And a lot of things that I'm seeing in corporate culture now are trying to take advantage of some of those learning styles that I learned about and practiced so much, but the delivery of them sucks because the people that are delivering them are like managers and like corporate, I don't even know what they call them, learning specialists or whatever, but none of these people, at least in my experience, and I'm sure there's some companies that have great learning specialists, but the companies that I've been exposed to have horrible HR departments and horrible people that know nothing about education. And they've taken a couple one-day seminars on like adult education principles, and now suddenly they think they're amazing teachers. And it's like, no, you, you really don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. Um, so I feel like I feel like that could still be a really good place for me to you know, like I said, mold people's mind, lead them, teach them. The biggest problem that I feel like, you know, people don't quit jobs. They quit managers. They quit the environment that they're in. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think the big thing, the big problem that I see a lot of times in a corporate structure anyway, or in a business structure is that you spend as like a entry level employee, let's say like creating widgets. Your entire job is to create widgets and get good and get efficient at creating that widget so that your day one, you maybe make half a widget. By the end of the week, you can make one widget. By the end of week two or three, you're making two widgets a day, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you get really good. But then what does the corporate structure do? They take the very best widget maker and say, oh, well, you make great widgets. You're going to be the manager now. And plunk. Now suddenly that person is in charge of 15 other widget makers, but all they know how to do is make widgets. They don't get any training on how to be a manager, how to be a leader, how to be somebody that inspires people. Anyway, these are some of the thoughts that are kind of running it's through my true. head. If you, if you look at baseball, you know, uh, and batting, no, I'm just kidding. Well, Good enough. And you, look at, you, you look at batters, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people struggle with batting. 
Okay. You know? uh, especially pitchers. Pitchers tend to be the most horrid batters in right. the world. I can't remember if it's the ML, you know, the NLB or the AL, whichever one the pitchers actually have to bat. Okay. But some of the best batting coaches yeah. in baseball are former pitchers because okay. they sucked at batting. They oh, were so terrible right. that they had to technically learn. They had to go because they were in a league where they had to bat right. and they had to practice and work on it and, you know, right. figure it out and understand, you know, exactly how to hit the ball and, you know, how to time, how to step, you know, all these kind of things and what to make them a better batter. Right. Whereas a guy like a Barry Bonds or a Mark McGuire or, right. or these guys that just walk up and smash smash a ball out of the park because (laughs) they're enhanced anyways. But, you know, they don't have to put any thought. A lot of times when you have natural talent, this is my honest belief, I think that anybody can do anything. I think anybody in this world can do whatever they want to do. Sure, absolutely. It just depends on how much energy time, you know, and if you're really bad at something, it's going to take you a long time and a lot of effort and, you know, a lot of probably failure along the way to get to a certain point. But, you know... Uh, you can do it. I mm. honestly believe that. If you want something bad enough, you can yeah, do it. Yeah, of course. It. You're going to put in the you time. Know, but there are people that, you know, it's like you, you give them something and they can just do it. Yeah. Those typically are the worst people in the world Yeah. Um, to have teach anything. So mm. your best widget maker, he's the best, naturally t- talented, gifted. He doesn't even know how he does it. He just yep. does it. Yeah. And he can't even fathom why you can't. Yeah. So he can't even help you. Right. Because he doesn't even know how to make the mistakes that you're making because he's never made those mistakes. And that makes him an ineffective leader. Unless he is a gifted person uh, that can basically, you know, deconstruct what he does. Right. Some people are very good at that as well. To deconstruct and intelligent people, you know, they're like, I can do this. Well, how do you do that? Well, you just do it, you know. But some very intelligent people will go back and they'll be able to you know, deconstruct and say, this is how you do it step by step by step. Yeah. You know, again, teachers, you know, and really, really gifted people will be able to go into such detail that you can, they can accelerate you to get to their level right. like that. And, and those are phenomenal people. Sure. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and they exist. But, yeah. you know, I, I think it's, it's an interesting thing, you know, that you're saying. And I think the vast majority of thing, and again, you know, North American culture, it's, he's the best promote him. He, yeah. he does the best work. If you work really hard, you'll get to the top, you know, yeah. you'll get get promoted if you work hard well and that's the thing you know and I, I i feel like a lot of times those people shouldn't be managers right but they are because that's that's the corporate culture that yeah. we have here of promote the top guy but you know i'm sure everybody we've had you've had managers that we'll you know will follow you will listen to you because we have to you're in charge and yeah. you are you know the boss as it were so like we have to respect the position but they're not a leader and then there's people on the floor, as you're saying, that can yeah. actually naturally do it and naturally lead other people and, and help them and instruct them. And those people are leaders, even though they have no authority. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's something there that I, I haven't quite grasped how to deal with it yet or what to do with it. But I feel like, I feel like there's, it's, there's something pulling me. And as cheesy as it sounds, I've always responded really well to Tony Robbins on TV. <laughs> right? He was just here, wasn't he? Uh, I think he's coming this ne- next week or something like that. But like that kind of thing, like motivational and inspirational speaking has always been something back in my mind. I remember sitting in the high school, like I was in grade nine 
and we were all called to the gymnasium and we had like this motivational speaker who was like this, uh, old boxer slash alcoholic turned his life around and turned into a motivational speaker. So he was there to teach us about don't do drugs cause it'll fuck up your life kind of thing. And here's my story. I used to be this great boxer. But I can't even I remember being his name. Successful. Yeah. But you know, like, so, you know, d- do what I say, not what I do kind yeah. of thing or whatever. But I remember seeing that talk and going, wow, that was really cool. And he had like, he pulled kids up from the audience and had them do, you know, various things and like stuff that you would like my one buddy, Justin, he was on the wrestling team with me and, and he, he brought Justin up. Justin was like twice the size I am. We used to call him the Hulk. And uh, he gave him like a piece of rebar with like a towel. And he's like, okay, I'm going to put, you're going to put this behind your head and you're going to bend the bar. And everybody's like, no way, you're not going to be able to do it. And of course, you know, with the adrenaline and the crowd, like everybody cheering him on and I don't know, whatever the guy said to him or whatever, of course, he was able to bend it. And like, this is like, you know, a 14 year old kid. Like that's not something like whatever the physics of it is. It was something impressive to see. And I think the, the, the takeaway from it was something like, you know, next time you think you can't do something, I want, I want you to go to your closet and take a look at this and hit yourself over the head with it, you know, like that kind of thing. But I remember thinking about that going, wow, that's really cool. I'd love to do that job. I'd love to do that thing. And I don't know, somewhere along the way over my growing up and my going to university and changing and trying to, you know, and and getting into music and being successful at that for a little while. And, and then life and meeting my wife and being overseas, like kind of life happens and you get away from it. But I've always felt like that's something that I could do and I could, I could bring value to people for, I'm just not sure on the message yet. I believe in you, Nick, you, (laughs) you can bend rebar two over your neck. Fair enough. (laughs) I bet you I could now, (laughs) now that I'm, now that I'm back to the gym and working out on a regular basis, I could crush it. Yeah. No, but again, you know, back to my point, I think anybody can do exactly what they want to do. They just have to dedicate the time. Just to dedicate it. the time and put it in and start doing it, you know, right? And getting just getting to it, you know, not talking about it. But you know, it's uh, there's there's a philosopher. His, his name's Alan Watts. I don't know if you've ever listened mm-hmm. to his, you know, and he's you know, very simplistic approach to things. He'll say that you know people don't grow up saying I want to you know I want to sit at a desk or I want to do this. I want to be a painter. I want to be this, you yeah. know. And a lot of times we just we conform and do what we think we should be doing versus what we want to do. Yeah. And that just sends us down a path that, you know, at the end you're kind of like, why did I go this way? Yeah. You know, uh, to the same extent, you know, you can do that and still do what you love. You know, Yeah. I I, I often say to a lot of people like, oh man, my job, you know, I I hate it and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, what, what about your rest of your life? Well, I don't do anything. Like, what do you want to do? I want to kayak. Do you kayak now? No, I don't kayak now. Why not? Right. You have a job. It can pay for kayaking and kayaking chips and all this kind of stuff. Why yeah. don't you do that first? And then see how your life's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then see if you truly love it. Yeah. And then go from there. You right. Know, it's, I, I think, you know, I, I said, I think people get lost. They get lost. Yeah. And, and they, get, they get caught, caught in a groove and then they get upset and then they yeah. forget the, the positive aspects of their life. It's, you know, do, do the positive things that you want to do. Yes. Sometimes you have to work crappy jobs. I've worked tons sure. of crappy jobs. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I've told everybody the coffee cup story, you know, me working as a barista, which, you know, people think is hilarious, but you know, I hated that job. I sure. hated that job. And as you, know, you would, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, at that time it helped me do the things that I wanted to do, you know, and you know, sometimes, you know, 
if you're just spending a few hours doing something to do something that you love doing for the rest of the day, just to kind of make men's eat, that's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Absolutely. But I mean, if you, especially when I think when you, when you come into alignment with something that you're meant to do, I think it's important to, to focus your, your energy in that, in whatever, in whatever way, even if it's small to start, but at some point there's going to be a point where you can't, where you shouldn't be do, spending your time doing other things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think a full-time job really gets in the way of chasing that dream or chasing that thing that you're meant to be doing. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think I'm at that point yet because I do. I have a job that takes care of bills and pays my mortgage and you know yeah. pays for food and glasses and my truck and you know whatever. And that's those are all good things. But I think I think the point where I'm at, and it could be again, I you know it's just like that forty midlife crisis thing, I guess. But I've spent so long, like the past decade, trying to run away from discomfort. I've spent 10 years trying to get comfortable, trying to have a safe, steady income, a safe place to live. I don't have to chase stuff down. And I finally got it. And I'm bored out of my mind. Yeah. Right? And you see, that's, that's where I agree with Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Yeah. If you have the job and you have the capacity to make money, make that money. Yeah. It's only eight hours a day, most of the time. Yeah. Unless you got something, unless you're crushing like crazy hours at work and you have to work overtime and forced overtime. Yeah. I do 10 to then, 12, but you know, you know. Then, then ditch that shit because, yeah. you know, it's like, it's too much. When, when it starts ruling your life, it's, it's yeah. too much. But, you know, if you work nine to five, yeah. you know, you get home five o'clock, eat dinner, six o'clock, you have from six till probably at least 10, 11 o'clock at night. You can do whatever you love for that five hours. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you can still put in, you know, if you do it five days a week, a 25 hour work week. Once you get that to a point, if you, if you're looking at it from a business perspective where it starts to make money and it's tipping the balance and, and it's working well. Yeah. That's the time. That's the time to, to switch your over. other thing. Yeah, absolutely. But 100%. I think a lot of people nowadays, and I think where the message is kind of lost on a lot of people is that I hate my job. I'm going to quit and I'm going to do this. And they start from zero with nothing. Yeah. And again, you know, back to, to the other podcast, have zero business experience, really don't know what they're getting into. And then that's a whole, you know, money, money causes a lot of stress for yeah, people. And that's why I'm saying, you know, you can't just kind of jump with no, you can't. no safety line. I, I suppose there are there and depending on where you are in your life, you know, the, that could be the, the solution, Yeah, you know, because sometimes necessity is the mother of, of invention, you know, yeah. and jumping off with no net and no way of knowing how the hell you're going to do what you want to do. Sometimes that can be the right move. I would wager it probably is when you're in your early twenties or mid twenties, that's an okay time to do it. Like now, you know, you got a house and whatever else going on, like in a family, it's like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. Um, so it, you need the more moderate approach, but, um, yeah, doing that thing, putting in the time, putting in the work, and then making the intelligent yeah. shift. Yeah. You know, I think I, one of the other guys, I don't know if you've ever read um, any Jordan, Jordan Peterson. No. So he's a University of Toronto professor. He was embroiled like two years ago in this big controversy because he refused to call students uh, uh, they or them or gender neutral pronouns, whatever, because the university told him he had to. And he's like, no, that's forced speech. I will not comply. Yeah. 
in the same breath. Though. I already like the guy. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, though, right? Like, as a libertarian, not libertarian, um, it, libertarian? Yeah, libertarian. Yeah. It's like, you do you, as long as you're not hurting me, I don't give a yeah, shit, that's, right? And that's so, exactly it. And that's my... And so what his his point was is if a student comes to me and requests that I call them, they, them, Bob the Blue Smurf. I bet you'd do it. He said, 100%, I will do yeah. it. But I will not comply if the university tells me I have to. Yeah. Because that is an infringement on my on my free speech. Yeah. And your right not to be offended does not override my right to free speech. Yeah. Nor does my right to be offended override your right to, to, to anything. 100% agree. Right? So anyway, he's a very... But that's what blew him up. And that was his yeah. moment. He's a psychology professor and he's a clinical psychologist and he's written books for the past yeah. 30 years. So he's, his latest book is called The 12 Rules for Life. And, uh, and it just so happened that this thing blew up and now his book has gone like quadruple bazillion copies and it's been translated into 150 languages and like all this stuff. And like, he really took it, took, took the ball and run, ran with yeah. it, you know, good for him. Um, but one of his points getting back to kind of the way I've been feeling and it's odd how these things kind of pop into your life yep. as you need to hear them. Um, but one of his things was the biggest, you know, life is a shit show. And it's full of misery and full of tyrants and full of malevolence. The only thing that will help you cope and fix it is taking on more responsibility and taking more chances and taking control of your life, not, yeah. not being comfortable, yeah. right? Not being comfortable and not being happy with the status quo the more you have to take more stuff on to be able to be productive and be able to move move forward and not only that you actually owe it to the species to be productive and to reach your full potential because you by you doing that you put those positive things out into the world and affects and it affects everybody around you you're just yeah. one node in a massive network yeah and i'm probably mangling his message but that's kind of what i got out of it and i'm like that's ah, amazing, you know, and I'm thinking about this yeah. again, going back to that thing, like I've spent so long just trying to be stable and comfortable that I've really just like shot yeah. myself in the foot. And it's a hard, hard thing for people to deal with is to, to give up that stability. You know, a, a good example actually is my wife. My wife used to be a human resource person. Yep. Uh, corporate, oh, corporate sorry, environment. human resource people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> corporate environment. And, uh, you know, she ended up not wanting to do that. And, it, mm. you know, she wasn't happy where she was. And, you know, I just said to her, like, what do you want to do? She's like, well, I kind of want to work at a hospital. And I want to work with people. And that's like complete, you a know, complete shift, a right? Complete shift, right? Yeah. And she, I, I want to do these things and that's it. But I don't want to just up and leave. Like, I can't just up and leave. Right. And it's like, but you can. Right. You know, um, you know, and when I say safety net, I mean, there was still a safety net, you know, sure. we're, we're obviously a team and we're working together. So yeah, of course like, you can go do whatever. If you don't have a job, we have enough to cover the bills. You take the time, you seek out what you want, go get it. Yeah. And she did. Nice. Right. It yeah. took, it took a while. Like, I mean, you know, there, there was a time where she had to work casual for a long time and, right. and then she worked part time and then she got a full time position and right. then, you know, kind of worked work that way but again you know it's you can make those changes happen mm. it's it's just you know Entirely. being being responsible about it like i mean i would never advise i would have never said that if she was by herself to just like drop everything and like yeah tomorrow, of course see if you can go get a job and when they say no you're like oh okay you know yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but you know because the opportunity was there take it you know yeah it's, of course you know and again you know when the balance switches it's 
you know, you, you'll be fine. It's, yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, I, again, I think people are just scared. Like she was really, really scared. Yeah. To take that move because she was so used to working full time in a human resources department, which is sure, you know, the, yep. those places are crazy to begin with. You yep. know, and it very much, you know, it's like, oh, you have to do this, and you have this, all the stuff, all your ducks have to be in a row in those places for sure. You know, to move out of that and just drop it is like, I mean, like, you know very proud of her for that yeah no that's that she's awesome. able to make that and she's much happier for that right you know because uh, you know I, and, and the funny thing is is ultimately um because it was sears that she used to work for ah okay well then know, that was a good move yeah you know big corporation you know big office lots of people tons of people yep you know and look what happened to that company it's 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 done so i yeah. mean you know hindsight looking back at it now she really knows she made the right move. 100% the right, you know? the right decision, right? You know? Yeah. And it's funny. She had been with that company forever. She started working, I think, in the warehouse in Saskatchewan. Wow. You know, filling boxes for mail order yep. stuff years and years Back ago. Back in the catalog and worked, is. And worked her way up. Yeah. But when she got to where the pinnacle was, yeah. she wasn't happy. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of kind of come full circle, I guess. In, in yeah, absolutely. You know, it's... You know, I, again, I, I just say, you know, and, and I'm not necessarily the best person to give advice in this world, uh, you know. Sure. But to anybody, you know, it's, <laughs> right? uh, you know, my advice is always like, do what you want to do, do what you love. And, you know, just, you know, if, if you hate it that much, like move on. Like, you yep. know, it's things life's have, too short. Life's too short and things have a tendency to work themselves out. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, believe it or not, like things will come together. Yeah. They always do. They yeah. have to, or you die. And exactly. you know what? That's going to happen anyway. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, and, and that's another one of Jordan Peterson's things too. Like one of his lectures is, uh, um, you know, you will die. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and, and I tell realize you, realize that. And we talked about it in the first season, you know, yeah. death is a very good motivator mm. and helps in my case in particular for clarity you know, right. of what, you know, your life is about and what you want to do and how you want to go about things. I mean, yeah. it, you know, I'm not suggesting that you go almost kill yourself to, no, 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 to no. have that experience, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, once you realize, once you come to that, you know, once you accept the fact is that your time is limited, is limited and that there is a definitive end and you don't necessarily control when that end comes and you can feel like a million bucks today and it can end tomorrow. Yeah. You know, why, what are you waiting for? You know, just go do what you want to do. Yeah. Life's way too short. Yeah, right. You know. Well, that's a that's a pretty good uh, note to end on. I think. Yeah. You know, life's short. Yeah. Do, go do, what do you cool love. stuff. Yeah. Do what you love. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks very much. I know this we 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 rambled a little rambled a little bit on this one, but. I, uh, I feel like it was a good a good topic and, a, and something interesting. Leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think. How how things are going for you guys out there. Um, because I feel like this is something that that a lot of us feel. Um, and again, I keep saying 40. It's just because that happens to be my next birthday coming up. But I mean, I feel like... Not even 40 yet? Yeah, I know. Wow. Um, October. Such a kid. I know, right? <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But I feel like I, I feel like it's 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 something that a lot of us feel, and I feel like maybe even younger and younger because of the internet and because of social media, like people are feeling this probably earlier. Than I, I think to. I think a lot of people when you start hitting like I think the you know sort of the rounded numbers, you know, when yeah. you hit twenty, right, you hit forty, 
Yeah. You're 30, 40, 50, 60, all those kind of rounded numbers. Yeah. For whatever reason, has a huge impact on people, and and to be honest, it means like oh, nothing. it means nothing. Absolutely. I mean, I remember we talked about this in season one too. Is like I don't feel any different yeah. now than I did when I was like twenty three. I got a few aches and pains and things, but like I still feel like me. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm any older or like anything. It's just perspective. I don't know. Your mind plays tricks on you sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Anyway, I've been Nick. I'm JD. This is the Dude Cast. We'll see you on the next one. See ya. <laughs>